Are you ready to be entrefied? Let's break free of the life we are told to live. Create freedom and wealth by adding value to others' lives. Challenge traditions, challenge authority, and get entrefied. Hey guys, Patrick here today. Hope you're doing great on this August the 24th, 2020. Crazy how time flies and you're having fun, right? Almost in September. And it's been an insane run in the stock market. I mean, stocks are exploding. Apple up 121% since the March lows. Insane. So today, here's what I'm going to cover. I'm going to be talking about the dollar, how much debt the American economy is in, and where we're going to be headed, and if you should invest or not invest. So you're going to have a pretty interesting week coming up. I'm currently sitting in Mississippi in Biloxi near the nice beautiful ocean oh guess what tropical storm Laura and Marco is here to greet me so this is definitely I'm from Tennessee so this is my first real like tropical storm kind of hurricane experience and uh, I don't really know what to do so (laughs) it's interesting Um, but hope everybody's safe nothing gets hurt hope all that goes well and yeah it's gonna be Interesting these next few days for my first typical tropical storm experience. <laughs> so anyway, on to the stock market and kind of how we can navigate that tropical storm that's brewing. Uh, short interest as of this month is the lowest since March 2019. So a lot of the bulls right now are rallying. The market is rallying. The momentum is crushing shorts and they're not you know people are scared to be against this bull market i mean it's really really strong and i do believe it's just getting started and what makes me think that well if you go and check out the russell 2000 which is kind of like basically the smaller u.s companies the ones that are smaller capped you know they're nothing compared to like an apple they're like a two billion dollar company whereas you have apple that's two trillion dollars i mean they're not even in st ball field but the russell 2000 stocks they kind of show hey this is how the smaller companies are doing and that kind of is the first ripple wave that goes further into the market and looking at looking at their its performance over the past few weeks It's been recovering and showing just as much strength as the overall markets. And, you know, it's kind of it's kind of a head scratcher. But at the same time, there is a reason I do strongly believe there is a reason for this rally. And we'll kind of dive in that here in a little bit. So as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, Apple's up 120 percent since March lows. I mean, it's completely insane. And I think it's got more uh, gas left in the tank. So what makes me think that? The iPhone event, it got postponed, right? They postponed the new iPhones, the new you know MacBooks and all that stuff. And when those things come out, people go crazy over Apple. And it's like, Apple, Apple, Apple. Not only that, there's a stock split happening at the end of this month. So, I mean, there's a lot of news around Apple. It's, it's you know, turning everybody's head. Do I think this run is going to last? No, but right now, yes, yes, it's still got a lot of gas left in the tank. So if you're not in Apple, I mean, in my opinion, I think it's just now is just as good as any time to buy into Apple. 
I mean, it's just a great stock. And a surprisingly high 1.1 million people filed for unemployment last week. And so, you know, the estimate number was 1 million, and we got 1.1 million. That's not good. That's not good. However, the stocks were in our face. They still ticked up despite the bad news. And that's the unemployment rate right now is still really high. It's still something we need to fix. But with the senators just hanging out of their house, nothing can really, you know, nothing really can come to help people or give any relief. So hopefully they can get their stuff together and we can get some relief. Moving on here, the value of the dollar, the dollar bill has fallen to its lowest level in over two years, and it's probably going to keep sliding. So what makes me think it's going to keep sliding? Well, the feds, federal government, they're printing money like crazy. And guess what? Whenever the senators do reconvene and they do come to an agreement on what to do, and they do um, pass another bill, for economic relief, the the feds are going to have to print more money. They're going to have to blast out more dollars to put back into the economy. And more dollars equals less demand for dollars equals less valuable dollars. So all that cash you have stuffed under the mattress, just imagine if you had a investment in Apple or Microsoft. Let's say Microsoft for 200 bucks, right? Let's say your cash represents that investment, and that investment drops to like 150. I mean, it's just tanking. That's what your cash is doing. So, even though some people say cash is king, it's actually losing its value, you know, quite fast. And so, I purposefully have only a percentage of my portfolio is cash, simply because of what's happening right now. It's dropping. The dollar is dropping. I remember back in 1920s. When the when Germany had a hyperinflation crisis going on, a loaf of bread cost three billion dollars. I don't care how much money you have stuffed under your mattress. I don't think you're you're going to be able to purchase a loaf of bread unless you have three billion dollars cash. And that I mean that's truly insane. So that's why I'm always like cash positions. I mean people say cash is king. It's pretty strong, but I, I mean I say. In my opinion, real estate is king. If you own land, it means the greatest asset to have. Because anyway, getting off topic here. <laughs> so leading into the more dollars, less demand, less valuable dollars, the American dollar is weaker. It's it's weaker and it's losing it's losing its strength. I mean, it is still one of the highest traded currencies out there, and still, you know, really you know, we're really respected, really valued. But in an out-of-control pandemic with shrinking GDP and political instability, I mean, it's definitely affected the confidence in the U.S. dollar. And also, the national debt is at $27 trillion. So, I mean, it's definitely getting out of hand as far as our debt and, and our spending and our GDP to... Debt ratio is awful, but it's it's kind of like so so what do we do to to avert this? And this is why I'm like I I definitely don't want to be holding cash. I want to be holding land, real estate right now because 
you know, we're, we're slowly building this huge mountain of debt and eventually we won't be able to repay it. And if you go back and look in the 90s and 89, uh, Japan in the lost decades, a lot of people say buy and hold, buy and hold. Well, if you would have bought and hold in Japan in the 90s, it, it's only halfway recovered today. So let's, if you were holding for 30 years, you're only halfway recovered if you would have bought in like 89, right before they had the lost decade. You still would only have recovered half your lost money. So if you had a million dollars you invested in 1988 in in the Japanese market, in 2020, you would only have 500000 You You would have only recouped half of it. And I mean, that's really insane. That's saying a lot because... A lot of times people say buy and hold, buy and hold, and it's just kind of scary to kind of do one thing too much. You know, if you're a one-trick pony, once once somebody figures it out, you're like, well, they got you. And I'm not saying to over-diversify here, but I'm saying like have percentage of allocation. So if I have 10% allocated to cash, 70%, or I'm sorry, 50% in real estate, 30% in stocks, you know, if your asset allocation is cut up into this pie and it's percentage-based, not statically numbered, then I think you will fare a lot better in the long term. And so that way, let's say the market does crash, you lose 30%, whatever, and that's worst-case scenario. That's if all your investments go to $0, which, let's just be honest, is extremely unlikely. It, at worst, your 30% in stocks will turn into 18% in stocks because you lost so much value. But now let's just, you know, kind of flip the script and say, well, I'm holding 10% cash position. So if I have a million dollars, I'm holding $100,000 in cash. Well, if something comes along, like the loaf of bread that costs $3 billion or something bad happens where my the strength of my $100,000 gets me like, you know, barely even a car anymore because inflation is insane. I mean, it's kind of funny that 100000 maybe will get you a four-year college education nowadays. But anyway, inflation is pretty bad. And so what I'm saying is, is that that $100,000 in that cash position, you may lose all of it. So you may lose 10% of your portfolio. And I'm not saying to over-diversify, but I'm also not saying to under-diversify. You need to have a little bit of a of a pie cut up and you have sections that way if you know my money's going crashing i'm okay if you look back in the great depression there was a man named leslie cheek senior who lived in nashville tennessee and he owned maxwell coffee brands he had massive investments in maxwell coffee and so while people were going through the great depression losing all their money losing everything they had this guy was building a massive three-story mansion um, with imported furniture from England. And so everybody's struggling. Meanwhile, this guy, he's making bank because he had investments in coffee companies. And his investments took off and he made tons of money. And so while most people remember times like that as awful times, yes, he may have lost money in the stock market or cash or something may have crashed. But because he was diversified and he had invested in coffee and, and you know, companies that are boring, most of the time if somebody has a boring idea, says, hey, I'm going to make medical coding software for 
hospitals or accounting software for hospitals. People are going to be like, well, that's not disruptive. That's not innovative. That's not going to make you a millionaire. It actually is. I would much rather invest in the guy who's got the boring idea. Like right now, carparts.com, I took a pretty nice position in them because they're up 600% for the year. 600%. And companies like that, boring stuff. Oh, you sell car parts? I'm all in. But then you see companies like Tesla that are just exploding. And there's no real reason. I mean, yeah, they had good earnings. And yeah, they're delivering their promises. And But it's really Elon Musk. That's why people buy it. Really great marketing. And so what do you do? You know, how do you know when to invest, what to do in these situations? And so looking at these momentums and these bubbles, people love to throw the word bubble around. They'll say Tesla's a bubble. And it very well may could be a bubble. But here's the thing. There's so much more money to be made riding the bubble. And there's so much money to be made attending the it, – it's like, it's like a massive wave in the ocean. If you're a surfer, you should be riding that wave. Is it going to crash? Yes. Eventually, the wave is going to dissipate. It's going to crash into the water. It's going to go away. But you should get on it and ride it while you can. And some people may say, well, you're trying to time the market. You're trying to make, you know, time the market and call it. Just a month ago, if you would have put, I don't know, $100,000 in Tesla, you would be up to $50,000 a month later. So you'd have $150,000 right now. And it's an insane amount of money. It's an insane amount of returns. And people will say, oh, it's a bubble. Oh, it's a bubble. If you're up 50% in a month, all you have to do is click stop loss and just say, I'll take profits at 40%, 30%, whatever. And that way you give the stock enough room to run up and keep going. Or maybe you unload half of your, your position, unload 50% of your position at uh, its current valuation, $2,000 a share. It's that simple. People love to, to make things doom and gloom. They sell the news, and that's what it is. People are all about listening to the news and just listening to what these analysts have to say. And, I mean, all these analysts, it's kind of like weather forecasters. I mean, they're going to say it's going to rain tomorrow. There's a 20% chance it's going to rain tomorrow. I mean, let's just be real. And how often can you trust weather forecasters? Not very often. It's the same with analysts. They're just like anybody else. And oftentimes they'll overthink or underanalyze. So you just kind of have to be like, look, look, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to logically go with this and I'm going to make decisions to take profits here. And I'm going to set stop losses here. And I'm not going to go investing in penny stocks because that's not investing. That's just throwing money away most of the time. I mean, if maybe if you do good DD, but most people that ask me about penny stocks, I say, look at the past five years. This this company's been a company for more than a year. I'm, I would never touch it with a 10-foot pole because there's a reason why a penny stock goes from $10 a share to like $0.10 cents a share. It's because the company's doing fraudulent activities It's or it's a terrible company or it's just absolutely trash. And what you see on every day is you'll see a penny company that just explodes 100% up or 200% up because uh, because some deal was passed that, let's just be honest, isn't even a great deal. It's just a deal. It gives people an excuse to hop in like they're hopping on a train and just riding the wave up. And it, But it's not 
that, that those are I would advise stay away from. But I'm saying things like Apple, Tesla. I'm, that's just easy, easy money if you just hop in, set your stop loss, go to sleep at night, and there you go. So, anyways, guys, happy investing. Um, and hope you enjoyed the show today. Hope you got something from it. I know it is a little doom and gloomy, but there's a lot of money left on the table. I believe this rally is going to extend to the end of the year. If you listen to last week's podcast on Monday, I totally called that on Tuesday we would break the record. And this week, I mean, I think it's going to be kind of sideways for the most part and maybe trade a little bit down or up. But anyway, stay tuned, guys. Hope you enjoy the week. Hope you have a great week. Happy trading. Just want to throw a little disclaimer out there. I own Apple and Tesla shares and car park shares. Mention them as well. Thank you guys. Whoa.